Hey everyone, Mario Barecki here, and I am known as the Conversation Guy. I'm also the founder of MediaMar, and at MediaMar, we help thought leaders craft and distribute conversations that convert. I believe everything starts with a conversation. I believe conversations are the most powerful way to create connections, to create relationships, and to create opportunities with each other. So everything has a basis in conversation. And on this podcast that you're about to listen to, I'm going to have 10-minute conversations with thought leaders to do just that, create relationships, create opportunity, but more importantly, to convey value, value from them and their perspective and how they operate on a daily basis, and to really tell a story that can bring some value and positivity tips, tricks, ideas, what have you, to your life to make it better. So sit back, relax, buckle in. It's going to be a wild ride. I know those things don't quite go together. Sit back, relax, and buckle in. But it's going to be a lot of fun, and we're going to get the conversation started right now. And as always, don't forget, if you like what you hear, please rate and review our podcast. It is my honor and privilege to bring back onto the line Jacqueline Lieberman, Jacqueline is the founder of the brand strategy strategy consultancy, Brand Crudo, and uh, we had a great conversation on the last episode. So if you missed that episode, go back, get yourself caught up. We'll still be here when you get back, and we're going to pick up. We, we talked about branding. We talked about, we touched on marketing a little bit, which we're going to get into here in a little bit more. We talked about brand truths, which, which is something that she's super passionate about. And I just, I love her methodology and philosophy behind that. So go get yourself caught up. Brandcrudo.com is her website. You can also connect with her LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram. Those links are in the show notes. So go do that. Jacqueline, welcome back. Thanks so much for having me back. I'm excited to have you back. This has been a lot of fun. I love talking about branding, marketing, strategy, storytelling, all of those things. And that's something you'd like to talk about as well. But before we get into that, we mentioned on the last show that something else we have in common is our love for food. So I'm going to put you on the hot seat right away. What's your favorite oh, yeah. food? Well, I'm going to start generally by saying meat in that I like to smoke it, grill it, grind it, roast it, you name it. I so it. vegetarian is not, that is not me. Smoking and barbecuing is kind of my thing that I love. Don't get me wrong. I like vegetables a lot, but I just think I like them as accompaniments to my protein. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> a agreed. meal. I've had good veg. I've had good vegetable dishes and I enjoy them, but there's nothing like a really good steak. I just, I haven't been able to top. Oh, that. I forgot aging. I'm aging meat too. That's as we right. Speak. I mm -hmm. love that. that Wait, just, so what's your favorite? My favorite, well, my favorite overall meal is one that it's because it's more of a comfort food than anything is what I grew up on, which every Sunday we would go to my grandparents and have like the big Italian uh, family meal. And mm -hmm. we would do like the homemade pasta and the, uh, the sauce that simmered for like the entire day, the day before with chunks of meat, pork, uh, beef, oh. meatballs, sausage. And then they would always have some kind of chicken or roast and potatoes and vegetables with that. But that that homemade pasta with that sauce that was just made, that, that's my favorite. Um, you just can't top that. But if I'm going to it, now, that being said, I don't eat Italian a lot at restaurants just because right. it's usually a disappointment because I'm used to the homemade stuff. So I'm if, I'm, if I'm going out to eat, if it's not like I really like French food because that's what I was trained in is when I was a chef. But if I'm just going out like for an evening, it's really, really hard to beat a good steakhouse. Mm -hmm. I just I love a nice, really 
nice high quality piece of beef that's been cooked really well and that has yeah. those really good side dishes and people say oh you're a chef and you like to go to the steakhouse i'm like yeah i do sorry not sorry <laughs> you know? yeah not sorry i was gonna say you kind of can't beat it and now my mouth is watering and i'm not sure if i can focus but we'll, <laughs> well i'm sure we i'm sure we can but it's just i i like to to go to the food place, it just gets me ready to have the conversation. It's almost like the hors d'oeuvre, so to speak, or the appetizer to the conversation. So that being said, let's talk a little bit. We finished the last episode talking about marketing a little bit. And I want to get a little more into that from the aspect of marketing through story. Because I know that something you focus a lot on in working with clients, too, is asking the right questions, which helps brands to then articulate their truth that you've helped them create. So you've mm -hmm. helped them uncover these truths about their brand and go back to their roots, so to speak. But then you help them, you ask the right questions to help them articulate that truth. Talk about that for a few minutes, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, so part of what I do is um, is really first understanding, and, and, and that's really through stakeholder interviews. And I really need to talk to my clients and understand and get under the hood of, you know, what is keeping you up at night? I really need to understand kind of the full picture because uh, to our last conversation, it's not always just a marketing problem. And sometimes it's not a branding problem. It's a business problem. And it's like, and we get to solve those things. So, uh, you know, and I need to understand what are the functional benefits and the emotional benefits of your particular product or service? And why should anyone trust any of this? Because is it true? Uh, and that's kind of what I always hold up as the lens of always asking clients is, is this true? Can we hold this up? Is this considered a non-negotiable belief within your brand and your company uh, that no one else can claim? So if the answer to that is yes, then we start to really explore that with what I call kind of the, the brand excavation. You know, and it's really starting to peel away those layers of, you know, and the best thing I could say is like, it's exercises that are designed to kind of chip away at that facade of like years of marketing and kind of, you know, what it's done to the brand and kind of get down to the heart of it. And so in doing that in, in that process is, you know, I kind of start with a lot of inputs where I'm collecting them from those conversations. Then I get into, uh, you know, facilitation mode and kind of, you know, ask those right questions to people in the room or virtually of like, you know, well, okay, so you say quality is one of your key differentiators. Let's talk about it. Everybody says quality. What do you mean by that? Um, and then I do a reduction exercise where I go from macro to micro and really start to get to uh, a framework of thinking of the brand as a human from the mind thinking about like if it's if you think of a venn diagram and you have one circle that's the mind that's your point of view from a brand what do you stand for then the other circle is about the heart what's the non-negotiable belief system of your brand and then finally it would be the conscience you know so how do you want your brand and your company to be remembered after all of this? So the intersection of those three facets, I start to answer from those conversations and process. And, and, the, and the center of all of that is the brand purpose. And that's really, uh, and again, it's not something that's, 
you know, um, marketing magic because it's already, it's already lies within the brand somewhere. They just need somebody to come in and, and uncover it for them. Does that make sense? It's uh, something really interesting that caught my attention as you were talking was you said that you chip away at the facade of what marketing has done to the brand. What does marketing do? Can do, What can marketing, I should say, do to brands or what do you see marketing do to brands on a regular basis? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's uh, it's a tricky business because while I I'm such a I'm such an advocate of a brand, um, but I'm not an advocate of marketing for the sake of marketing that just kind of contributes to the noise that's out there. So what a what a marketing campaign can do to a brand from a detriment standpoint is. Uh, is just kind of turn people off. You know, it could either be too much. It could not be, it could be in terms of um, thinking about the volume of like, it's just everywhere. It's too loud. It's not giving me anything of value. It's a very one-sided conversation um, as opposed to the a good brand and a good campaign is about dialogue, just like anything else in life. Right. So um, and it has to be, you know, welcomed. And, uh, and while, you know, in the advent of, you know, that we're streaming and skipping ads and all of that stuff, um, there's people still make the time to watch something that could be entertaining, that is still marketing. Uh, you know, and I think there's, um, you know, Yeti is a really good example. I just that brand for a lot but and you know why I love it and speaking of food is the like they they actually got the cooler right and they actually <laughs> they did. you know what I mean yeah. like this a cool, cooler's been around forever it has and they always leak they always break uh they never like ice always melts same thing with their cups mm -hmm. you know like they finally got it right mm -hmm. so yes now there's product efficacy uh you know for sure and that was the thing that they had to check that box uh, but then they they basically surround the consumer with like stories about adventure, about music and like the places you can take Yeti coolers and cups to, um, whether you're working or hiking or fishing. Uh, so, you know, so they they still are rooted in their truth of like being on the go. Um, and, but they, the, and they stay true to those core tenants, but they've expanded on, you know, here by this cup, by mm -hmm. this cooler. Uh, so they've, they've really looked at the lifestyle of the people who buy their brands. And that's, you know, that's what good marketing is about. What is Yeti's brand truth? Um, I don't know for sure, but if I had to guess, you know, I would say it's something about like, you know, life is an adventure or the adventure is whatever you make it, um, you know, something about that. You know what I mean? Like they they definitely tap into, um, you know, being authentic and never being still and kind of always meeting the moment, you know, so that's kind of, you know, where but I should give them a call and see really what it is. It's, that's interesting because, and the reason I ask that is because I have a brand coach that I work with, and one of the things that and he's really, really good at what he does, and one of the things that he's 
consistently had to drill into my head, which I didn't even know I held this belief, but apparently I did over the years of doing marketing and tactical and strategy and all those things is that your product is not your brand. And, you know, you're, you're, so when I, that's why I asked you about Yeti, because I know their product is the coolers and the cups and those types of things, but their brand, that's just their solution that fits within their brand truth, right? Their brand truth is what you said, like lifestyle and adventure and those types of things. And the way that they facilitate lifestyle and adventures through their products, which are coolers and cups and things of that nature. And so I think when we look at our business, it's very easy as entrepreneurs to get lost in how amazing our stuff or our processes or our products are. And we tend to want to make them the brand when they're really not, they're just a means to the brand. Yeah, completely. I mean, and it's, it's really about like, you can have the best product all day long, but if you're not standing in your consumer's shoes and know really truly how will they use this product? How will they enjoy this product? Where will they enjoy it? Who else will they be with? So they're not enjoying this thing in a, in a silo that they're enjoying it among other people. What does that look like? So when you start to walk around in your consumer's shoes, then you start to see how your product becomes part of lifestyle. And then once you reflect that lifestyle, then it, it all of a sudden doesn't become marketing for the sake of marketing anymore. It's like, oh, there's a value, there's a service. I can identify with that brand because they're actually speaking to somebody like me. Um, and, you know, that's the, that's the stuff that gets me out of bed every day is, is trying to crack that nut for, for brands for sure. And I'm glad you mentioned that because I was going to ask you, my next question was going to be, what is Brand Crudo's brand truth? Yeah, that's easy. It's to make brands human. Uh, that was it. And I wanted to start the consultancy about that because um, I really, truly believe that marketing can do better and brands can do better. And it's not that hard. If we just think about it from a place of, you know, how as human beings do we want to act with each other? It's we want to be honest with each other. We want to be of service to each other. If you just take those things alone, then that makes you a better marketer and a better brand. So I want to, uh, I definitely want to make that a focus of mine. Well, Jacqueline, you're doing a great job and thank you so much for being here. I've had so much fun, not only on this episode, but on the last episode, our conversation as well. I want to remind people to find you at brandcrudo.com. That's your website and to connect with, connect with you across all social media. Those links are in the show notes. So thank you again. And let's definitely do this again real soon. Definitely. Thank you so much, Mario. Hey, everyone. I want to sincerely thank you for listening to the podcast. It really means a lot to me. Conversations are what I thrive on. It's something that I believe is so important for each and every one of us to have conversations that matter, to have conversations that connect us, to create relationships with each other. So the conversation that I have with the guests that are on the show, the conversations that the guests and I create to have with you are equally important and a great way for you to have conversations with us is to rate and review the podcast. So if you could go to Apple Podcasts, go to wherever you listen to your podcasts and rate and review this, it is much appreciated. And you can always find us 
at MediaMario.com. If you go to MediaMario.com, you can find all the things there. If you want to connect with the guests that I had on today or guests that I've had on the show in the past, you can go to MediaMario.com and get their information. If you want to connect with me and have a conversation with me, I welcome that. All my social links everywhere that you can find me all over the web is at MediaMario.com. So go there, visit us, connect with us. I'd love to have conversations with you. I hope you found value in today's show, and I can't wait to bring you the next conversation on the next episode of The Conversation Guy. Until then, have a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you real soon.